0: Hi, I'm Olivia from Onso Studio and welcome to the Brandmade Podcast. You're here because you want to be spotted in your industry. Everyone wants to be different, but how is it that we actually achieve this? In today's episode, I'll take you through key steps in building a brand that sets you apart. Because if we look and feel the same um, or like another brand or even a watered down version of an already existing and established brand, this leads your customers to struggle to really know why to choose you over them. And this happens because of two reasons. One is you aren't providing your customers a good enough or a compelling enough reason for them to pick you over them. Um, and the same reason goes for if you are a diluted version of said brand you'll also lead to more problems by you've kind of positioned yourself to be less so than them and therefore more people are likely to perceive you as maybe a little less credible um, and as strong as them so really they'll just struggle to really pick you because they'll just like well this other brand is kind of like them but they seem more credible. So they're more likely to choose them because at the end of the day, you're not providing them with a different or better reason to choose you. And I think we all need to actually remember that we are customers ourselves too. And so we know we're never going to want to gamble our money away um, and pick the riskier option. That's just not what we do in reality in fact we are just so much more likely to even pay a higher fee or more if that option if a different option feels safer to us and more likely we become repeat customers with said brands because we have trusted them before and we haven't run into any issues therefore we're more likely to keep going back to that safer option i do understand how tempting it may feel to copy someone else's branding because they are seemingly doing better in that moment but brands aren't supposed to be built overnight and I know a brand isn't there to just make you look the part, it's there to help set you apart from the masses. So how do we stop feeling or looking like a wallflower because in all honesty, you deserve to have your hard work within your small business to be noticed and I want to help you to do that today. So I'm gonna take you through an in-depth key stage within my brand development process. I do this behind the scenes with my clients. So firstly, you will need to know what exactly exists in your industry already. This does mean sitting down and researching who your competitors are. It, I feel like maybe competitor research is something that we tend to put off because we don't wanna be maybe confronted by how well and established other businesses are or how far ahead they are because they, they kind of make us feel a bit behind or that we aren't good enough or, and we usually fall into comparison pitfall. But when it comes to carving out your own brand space in the small business world, you need to explore what's already out there in the landscape of it so that you know where you can be different or could be different. So to find your competitors, I use a few simple techniques like going onto Instagram and typing a keyword that relates to your product or service because usually your competitors are using same or similar hashtags. You can do this process on any other social media platform. Pinterest could be a good one as well. Once I've scrolled through a few different accounts, I usually select um, six to seven maybe of them and I draw in closer. I try to pick a good range of different um, businesses in the way that they've been branded and the um, model or structure obviously they're still selling the same products or services but I try to pick a good um, range that fit right with maybe what um, the client has already discussed so what you're already thinking about. Um, Usually if you are doing this by yourself maybe just pick a lot of the ones that um, you feel attracted and drawn to. Um, These are the ones you'll want to probably be similar to, um, so that's a good indication that you may sh- you should be maybe looking at these. Once I've got a, at least six to seven or eight accounts, I'll open each business website and scan through, just basically digging a little deeper. This part is where you should really be taking notes um, that you can refer back to. You want to start evaluating um, closely to what they're doing so I've actually given you quite a few bullet points now that I'll go through of the elements that you want to be looking at and evaluating so how they talk so what keywords do they like to use um, how are they referencing or identifying their customers or clients for example do they call them entrepreneurs or go-getters things like that then moving on to what do you feel when you look at their site or profile is it minimal is it feminine is it bold is it dynamic what feelings are conjuring or evoking within you as you look at their branding Uh, and also then looking at if there's a common theme and pattern how have they positioned their messaging most brands have an about page and usually include their mission statements or brand story and purpose and things like that so take note of what they're doing on that page as well Also for both products and software-based businesses, what problem are they identifying on their sales page? How do you um, or how could you better solve these problems with your services or products? And is there any other problems that they're not really discussing in your industry that you know is actually is a pain point for your customers And then uh, moving on to just remember to identify what your competitors are doing well. It's better to be in the know than not. Um, So find what their strengths are. It could definitely help you later. And also maybe keep thinking about what they're not doing so well as well. Um, That can always be a bit of a harder or trickier one to find. But also if you see anything that you think you could do better, make a note of it. Then also, not just looking at the branding and the way they presented themselves, definitely look at their model and their structure of their business and how does it work? How could you do it differently? I've been using this example a lot if you've listened to a few other episodes, but Fern Perfume Company, they um, don't sell perfume like a normal shop. They have built this um, business on a membership scheme and it really works. It sits so nicely with the brand that they are um because they only sell a certain amount every year so actually a membership screen really works for them um very well so looking at the business model and how you could maybe do it a little differently change things up and then obviously making a few notes if anything comes up to how you could do things differently always drop them down throughout this whole process So a common mistake that I see in this section, especially when people are DIYing their brands, is that they just stick to looking at the competitors they are selling the same products or similar products or services as they are. When in reality, there is a whole other group of competitors out there that you're really missing out on all this information. So the businesses who are selling to your ideal people. These are still your competitors and we can learn a lot from them too. You might not have already got your customer profile fleshed out yet and that's something that you may need to get around to and then come back to it um, and evaluate businesses who are attracting those types of people as well and taking note what it is and going through that whole previous list I, I already went through for that. So once you've got to this stage, you should have quite a bit of information in front of you and it's really good because you already know what's been done what you could do better or what could be done differently hopefully a little bit by now Uh, it's not just about being different through visuals that is also a common mistake it really goes deeper than that so keep that in mind so Um, with this hefty load of information about your direct and indirect competitors is now time you pinpoint how you plan to be different from them. Our brains are hardwired to notice differences. So we really want to make it clear and easy for your ideal people to notice your differences. I like to refer back to at this point to, um, the book, the Zag book, with um, written by Marty Newmeyer, I think it was his last name. And in it, he provides a sentence to fill out. And that goes like this. So our brand is the only blank, that blank. In the first section, you'd put the name of your category of your business. So that could be jewelry pottery upcycling furniture wedding photographer coaching services and then in the second blank section you describe your key difference some examples would be our brand is the only handmade pottery shop that allows people to rent our products our brand is the only jewelry shop that makes memorable milestones for entrepreneurs. <laughs> Our brand is the only upcycle furniture shop that focuses on functionality. Our brand is the only wedding photographer studio studio that caters for unplugged ceremonies. Our brand is the only business coaching services that provides two months free of charge. So you kind of get the gist. This is thinking a little bit wider, thinking a little bit deeper about than just the look of your brand and the maybe some of the values that you've already got because I think we can all admit that sustainability and handmade and all those lovely, lovely values that I really, really cherish they sometimes nowadays don't hold as much weight anymore because there are so many other small businesses out there doing it, which is wonderful, but you want to make sure that you are differentiating yourself within that as well. So I know that was a lot to get through. Um, I just want to get those examples out there because I feel like they help me so much when I'm looking at questions to answer. Uh, and if you still are feeling a little um, confused about how to find a difference for your brand, don't panic. <laughs> I know that you probably have a lot of information in front of you and you can't really see the gaps yet. So, this is where you really need to brainstorm. Get your brainstorming cap on and let ideas flow. If you've done your competitor analysis and all you're sort of transfixed on is what is already out there, start off just writing out all those things down then start to further think either the opposite of those things like if you've written affordable you maybe need to start writing a column next to it um, to, that says luxury or if you've written beautiful maybe think functional. I like to think of this whole sort of process is you're gathering quite a lot of information for what's already out there so you can create this Um, concrete landscape of what's been done. Then you are now trying to identify the things that are already done so you can take them away to then see the gaps in between and then you're narrowing down your focus and almost like you're niching down really. I think one of the things we can get to is feeling nervous at this stage that We're going to leave somebody out and people aren't going to like us because we're taking such a strong stance this way or that way. And all I'd say to that is at the end of the day, if you are selling to everyone, you're selling to no one. So actually, if this difference, if this um, differentiation within your brand and business feels right to you, go for it do it um I think you'll be very surprised with the results and the feedback you'd get um I know today was a lot of information so I'm just gonna quickly summarize again to start off it's just focusing on your competitors understanding what they're doing what they're not doing and looking at um, your direct competitors which are selling similar or the same products as you and then your indirect competitors which are attracting the same ideal people as you then looking into further the unique or different statement how you are going to sort of get clear on it Um, that will obviously include a lot of behind the scenes with that brainstorming um, exercise that I just told you about and then fully forming this into a clear and concise sentence that gives you much needed clarity around how you're different and then hopefully we'll be able to translate this really clearly to your ideal people and giving them a much, much compelling reason to choose you and to notice you amongst a sea of other brands and businesses doing similar things or the same thing as you. It's it can be really tricky, I'll not lie, I'm trying to find the gaps within uh, what's already out there but if you're willing to maybe change things up a little bit a bit further than others it definitely can provide you with great results and return of investments so would highly recommend people going through this process if you haven't already And if you are DIYing your brand by yourself, definitely re-listen to this episode as many times as you need, pause it, go back, um, do the exercise, come back, things like that. It really helps. I'm actually rereading Atomic Habits at the moment because I forgot so many different things, so many good bites of information. So I would definitely recommend maybe re-listening to this a few times if you are planning on to do this full exercise. I really hope you enjoy today I think um, I've probably chewed your ear off enough so I uh, bid you a good day and I hope to have you here next week thanks for listening to the ramen podcast if what I said helped you please subscribe and if you have a few seconds just to spare leave a quick star rating review it really does help my podcast grow organically I hope you join me next week and in the meantime visit onsitestudio.com where you can browse all my free resources and paid products including website templates and custom and semi-custom brand identity and website services. I hope you have a wonderful day and take care.